0: To quote from our first lesson in the book of Deuteronomy this morning, Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo to the top of Pisgah, and the Lord showed him the whole land. Mount Pisgah is indeed where the finest view of the promised land exists. From it you can see the totality of God's gift to God's people. I know it to be true from first-hand experience I have been there even though I've not traveled to the Middle East. If you're confused with that statement, you've got to remember that I've been to the really important Mount Pisgah, the one in North Carolina on the Blue Ridge Parkway. <laughs> For over 400 miles, the Blue Ridge Parkway travels like an undulating snake across the mountaintops of western North Carolina and southwestern Virginia. The views are spectacular. You can see meadows and rolling hills and deep valleys and mountains three times as high as anything in Arkansas. At some points, you can look out for what seems like forever, and one of those points is Mount Pisgah. Mount Pisgah is a mountaintop 30 or so miles southwest of Asheville, North Carolina. If you've ever been to Biltmore, the Vanderbilt estate in Asheville, you've probably seen the mountain. George Vanderbilt could see it out his bedroom window. In fact, at one time he owned it. Now it's part of a national forest, and any of us can stand there. Near Mount Pisgah is a concessioner's hotel and restaurant, and through the years, my family and I stopped there several times to stay the night, eat a meal, Enjoy the views. In some ways, we looked at those mountains that we saw around us as our real home. The place we wanted to be if home could be anywhere we chose. It was our promised land. I like to say jokingly that the Mount Pisgah mentioned in the Bible as the place where Moses looked out over the promised land that he was never to enter was named after the one in North Carolina, not the other way around. After all, the one in North Carolina is taller, it's covered in beautiful vegetation all year round, and it sits in a perpetually temperate climate. Anything else is simply a copy, a wannabe mountaintop experience. But there's a deeper connection between those two places. A connection that plays into our own struggle for coming to grips with where we are in our lives and who we hope to be and how we want to live and where we want to live. Both Mount Pisgahs are part of the story of what it means to be a people who ultimately recognize that life is ultimately about pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. In today's lesson from Deuteronomy, we see an elderly Moses who has led his people from Egypt and through the wilderness. He gets a chance to climb the hills to see the promised land, but his earthly destiny is not to settle there. He will not settle into a comfortable old age. He will not retire Until the day he dies, he is on a journey that's focused on possibility, not attainment. A journey that's focused on hope, not security. I've always said that Holy Scripture is indeed holy because it's still speaking to us about our current day situation. It is never simply a witness to the struggle of a distant generation. This lesson resonates so well Because we all want that sense of home in our own lives. But yet we never seem to find it. Even though I've got a place in Little Rock and a vacation place elsewhere, I keep my eyes open for where it is that really would be home. The place that, sort of like George Vanderbilt, I could look out and say that this is mine forever. Indeed, in my life, when it comes to the Mount Pisgah in North Carolina, it has been the own myth of myself that I have made that I am composed of the soil and the water and the air and the people of Appalachia. And home there keeps calling in one way or another. When traveling, I'm always looking for the best view, the perfect vista where I might retire and truly settle in. Thus, those visits that my family and I made to the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Great Smokies. We were hunting our own promised land, just the way everyone in this room does in one of a different thousand ways. But the truth of the matter is that I am not going to find it. I am never going to be there in this life. The reason is simple. When we possess the one thing that we think is going to make us happy forever, we end up wanting something else shortly thereafter. As a result, I'm going to have to find peace in another way. I'm going to have to turn to that story of Moses to see what I can get from it. The holiness of Moses' mountaintop experience and soon to follow death is that the divine gift is to see what will be. The divine gift is not to possess it. It is good news enough to see where we're going. We can never settle in. Thus, perhaps the divine gift is hope. It's what's kept the Christian church alive and relevant in each generation for the past 2,000 years. A faithful church is never content with the way that things are. It's always looking for glimpses of the kingdom. A faithful church is hopeful. It is why the status quo is never satisfactory. God is always summoning the church to Mount Pisgah to see what the future holds. We keep looking for the day when weeping will be no more. We keep working for the day when the dignity of every human being will be respected. We keep hoping for the day when the risen Christ will finally and totally be revealed for all to see. We Christians don't come to church so much as to find God and be content in that, as we come to church to join with other people who are on the same journey. It's like the real story of Moses, who looks at the promised land and who is then buried by his fellow pilgrims. To emphasize the fact that the journey must continue, Deuteronomy reminds us that no one even knows where Moses is buried. Because to know it would cause too many people to stop at the tomb of the great prophet. As if that were the end of the journey. And we know from the story of Jesus that the tomb is not where we stop. There will always be some new place to go in order to find life, some new way to encounter the risen Christ. Yeah, even though I yearn for a place to call home and settle down permanently and feel comfortable, God's going to assure me that the journey in which I find myself is going to be good enough. That's the story of Moses today. It's our good news, it's the good news of hope. In fact, it remains simultaneously good news and challenge. It's our good news in that it reminds us that our own journeys are just like the journey of Moses, the person mentioned in Holy Scripture as the prophet for whom there is no equal. It's our challenge in that it always reminds us that we will have a vision in front of us as to where the community is to be headed. Self-satisfaction is never an option for the church. As I get older, I think I'm learning that unlike Mr. Vanderbilt, I don't have to own Mount Pisgah. In fact, I don't have to spend my money, my time, and my very being in holding on to it or holding on to anything else. It's going to be useless to do so. I can die without possessing it. It's what happened to Moses. And if the church is called to do anything, it's to get us ready to die to be thankful for all the glimpses of good that we have seen and be filled with the expectation for what will one day be. That's our promised land. That's our Mount Pisgah. That is our one hope of God's call to us. Amen.